Bethany Hamilton learned to surf at the age of four. When she was eight, she entered her first contest and won both of the events that she competed in. At the age of ten, she placed first in the eleven under girls, first in the fifteen under girls, and second in the twelve under boys division at the Volcom Puffer Fish Contest. She was determined to become a professional surfer and was certainly on track to make it happen. Then, in one violently swift moment, on that full day in 2003, it seemed her dreams would be shattered. However, Bethany was born with the heart of a lion and the competitive spirit of a thoroughbred. She was determined to return to the water to surf. Leaning on support from her friends, family, and her faith in God, Bethany recovered rapidly and within ten weeks from the attack was surfing again. Convinced she could overcome her physical challenge, she worked hard to learn to surf around her disability. But she also had to overcome the psychological fear of another attack. Bethany would face her fears by singing and praying when she was out on the water. Incredible as it seems, less than a year from her attack, Bethany returned to competition, taking fifth place at the National Surfing Championships, and first place at the first event for the Hawaii National Scholastic Surfing Association. She was recognized by ESPN in 2004 and received an ESPY Award for Best Comeback Athlete of the Year. Bethany's ability to overcome her physical and mental challenges puts her in an elite class of achievers. She chose to finish strong. Her unique ability to confront her fears, embrace them, and then continue moving forward in the direction of her goals is the perfect definition of courage. What's in a name? John Baker was too short and slight to be a runner for his high school track team, but John loved to run, and he wanted to make the team. His best friend, John Holland, was a tall and promising runner and heavily recruited by the Manzano high school track coach, but he wanted nothing to do with the sport. John Baker convinced the track coach to let him join the team under the premise that his best friend would follow. The coach agreed, and John Baker became a runner. The team's first meet was a 1.7-mile cross-country race to the foothills of Albuquerque. The reigning state champion, Lloyd Golf, was running, and all eyes were on him. The race began, and the pack of runners led by Golf disappeared behind the hill. The spectators waited. A minute passed, and then two, and three. Then the silhouette of a single runner appeared. The crowd assumed that it was one of the favorites. But to everyone's amazement, it was John Baker leading the way to the finish line. In his first meet, he blew away the field and set a new meet record. When asked what happened behind the hill, Baker explained that during the halfway point of the run, he was struggling hard. He asked himself a question. Am I doing my best? Still unsure if he truly was giving his best effort, he fixed his eyes on the back of the runner in front of him. One at a time, he thought. His entire focus was on one thing, to pass the runner in front of him. He committed to himself that nothing would distract him. Fatigue, pain, nothing. One by one, he caught and passed each runner in front of him until there was no one else to pass. As the season progressed, John proved that first race was not a fluke. Once the race began, 
the fun-loving, unassuming teenager became a fierce and relentless competitor that refused to lose. By the end of his junior year, John had broken six meet records and was largely regarded as the best miler in the state. In his senior year, he ran the entire track and cross-country season undefeated, winning the state championship in both events. The future certainly looked bright for the 17-year-old. John entered the University of New Mexico in 1962, and he took his training to the next level by running over 10 miles a day. In the spring of 1965, Baker and his team faced the most feared team in track, the University of Southern California Trojans. There was little doubt that the mile belonged to the Trojans. During the race, Baker led for the first lap, then purposely slipped back to fourth, 